All right, welcome everybody. It is Kanye Twitty, the AEW review. I got my boy. You got Namin Lion in the building. Yeah, Namin, we do an AEW review now. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, shout out to Mimi Burris. Um, you know, we just throwing a celebrity shot, stepping in. And uh, since it has taken us all, we're not even going to do all the uh, normal intro promos and all that. People have been waiting. I know you have. So we're going to jump right into it. This is the AEW Week in Review. We're going to start with Dynamite and, uh, hey, Owen Hart Foundation qualifying match, Jeff Hardy, Bobby Fish. Uh, I know that we, ha- we we both agree on something on the end, but what did you think of the match? I thought the match was good. I mean, both Jeff and Bobby, they're they're – they're great at what they do, you know, so they, they always look good. Um, Jeff gets the win, obviously. Um, Jeff got the win uh, by the Swanton Bomb. Yeah, there was a couple of different uh, high-flying moves from Jeff, which, you know, everybody knows he's known for, but uh, he's got to do better. Right. You yeah, know. you know, and that's that's really what I'm I'm, I'm, I'm saying, too. I mean, did, would you agree that Swanton Bomb look, looked like it hurt? It looked like it hurt, and it's not the first time, you know. This is uh, it's the second or third time now that we've seen him do this this move and just not hit it just right. So, you know. Right. And, and I will say this, you know, as much as I wanted Bobby Fish to win, you know, because I'm a big undisputed elite, undisputed era, whatever you want to call it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah. I, I, they, undis, or, or undisputed elite, they have already have a couple people in the tournament, and – in my mind, Jeff Hardy needs to be in it. He, yeah, he wrestled with Owen. Yes, exactly. This is it's a perfect spot for him. So, yeah, I'm glad to see. Uh, and then you have you have the Young Bucks come out afterwards, and uh, you know I, I feel like a lot of people have been talking about uh, the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. So, you know, we'll see if that happens. But um, it almost kind of got cringy. Kind of happened at double or nothing. You think? Double or nothing yeah. probably sounds good. It could, yeah. Um, you know, it, it almost got a little cringy there at the end. I feel like uh, the Young Bucks kind of acted a little bit weird right at the end there. What do you think? Oh, you know what? I have to say I noticed that too, and that, that's why I felt like I felt like it had something to do with the, the – I'm not going to call it a botch. I'm just going to say it wasn't perfect. You yeah, know, it was <laughs> the Swan Tom bomb. I mean, it looked like Bobby Fish, you know, it knocked the wind out of him. He looked it looked like they were concerned to me. Yeah, that's that's what I what what I thought as well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we got Hardy's or Jeff Hardy, he wins, we move on Young Bucks, we get the uh setup for the Young Bucks versus uh versus uh uh obviously the Hardys and, and I'm pretty sure that's happening at double or nothing, but uh you know, right after that we got a promo, a video promo. And I'm going to let you take on this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you got Regal doing the BCC promo. Um, it's clips of them in the in the in their gym, you know, just going at it. And he's basically saying that they 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 want to leave scars so that yeah. the people they fight remember them. And it and it uh, it was it was right out of a page of Regal's book, you know, it sounded amazing. Everything, every time Regal gets on the mic, it just sounds really good. So I'm excited to, uh, like, I mean, if you guys, if you guys watch our other podcasts, you already know 
I'm a I'm a diehard fan of the BTC, and I think everything they're doing right now is amazing. So I just want to see more of it. And right, I, and I don't even see them as a babyface or a heel. They just come in and beat people up. Yeah, they're just they're just a combat club who just shows people how it's done, and that's all that there is to it. I mean, they're, they're yeah. they put on clinics left and right. So, and then uh, right so that. then we get we get into the match. Yeah, the yeah. And uh, I have to say, you know, you know, between the match, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry. You know what we just explained, like they really just beat them up. But something I pulled out of it was Angelico. Uh, maybe I've seen him before. Maybe, you know, I missed or something. But that was my first time actually noticing him. And I thought he was pretty good. That was my first introduction to him, too. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't look bad at all. Um, he does a lot of. A lot of those spots for the audience, so that you know they can that he can try and get a big pop. So we'll see what comes. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, I mean, this match was really just to. I mean, you can't really get. I mean, we we do. I, I need to see them fight against somebody now on their level. You know. Yeah. You know. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm like, cool. Squash matches. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, hey, after that, we got uh, Jurassic Express. Uh, you know, the whole challenge for, uh, you know, with uh, Team Taz. Uh, yeah, finally, basically, finally, he's going to be defending that FTW title. Finally. 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 Yeah. yeah I, I don't believe that title's worth anything until it's on anybody else out of Team Taz. Yeah, basically. So, uh, you know, if I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if Jungle Boy f- takes it off him, you know, so we'll see what happens yeah. with that. And I'm cool with it because I'd like the the other part of the story to go. I'm cool with Team Taz taking the tag titles. Yeah, if if Ricky and Powerhouse were to take the titles off of uh, off of uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, I wouldn't be upset about it either. Um, it it seems like at first it was an awesome placement with those titles, but I think it's gotten a little bit stale on them. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset to see it move around a little bit. And then right, you know, easily swore. Yeah, exactly. That might that might be the perfect opportunity to set up that uh, continue that tag rivalry and let uh, the limitless one Keith Lee and uh, Swerve you know kind of battle for the title with them and that that was kind of where that promo went right into next was Keith Lee and Swerve uh, calling out Ricky and Powerhouse telling them that they've got unfinished business and. Uh, Keith Lee says, uh, you will swerve in our glory. And I thought that was oh, pretty clever. That, 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 you know, if, if you know our word for that, fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute fire. Uh, and then we get to, you know, after that, uh, hey, you know, I, you and me have watched wrestling for a while. So we actually had an idea when they teased it the prior week, seven feet tall and you can't teach that uh you had morrissey and wardlow and i gotta say like this this was the highlight for me of the whole show because not only did it it just put wardlow over the moon his entrance is off the hook the crowd is so over um it was amazing to me you know uh just wardlow's performance alone well it gives um his entrance, you know, if if any, if anybody's a long-term wrestling fan, they know who you know who Goldberg is, and yeah. if if you know who Goldberg is, then that that's the exact vibe you get with Wardlow here. He comes out security and all handcuffed, you know, 
can't can't do anything. So it, it's uh, very Wardlow esque, and I and I appreciate that. Uh, what, what about after you saw the security, right? What about that little kid? Like I was literally watching. I'm like, whose son is in the front of that security team? It's, whose it's little funny. boy is that? It's funny because the security team it, every week is is every one of them. It seems like there's some twenty some kid who would have no chance in the world versus Wardlow, even trying to hold him back. So it's it it, is, it gets a little bit funny, but uh. You know, they, they that's why they put so many men on him because Wardlow's just an animal. And then, the, 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 what, the 30, 35 security that came in? I mean, usually I'm not, you know, with that, you know, like just sending a bunch of people at somebody and they just keep taking them out. But this time, I almost wanted more people to come out yeah. because Wardlow put down, what, 30 people at one time? Well, and that's after putting down Morrissey, you know, like Morrissey's not a small dude. No, so. he's seven feet tall. You can't teach that. And it, right, it, I think it. I think the 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 booking between the two of them was one of the best that Wardlow's had so far. Um, yes, you know, it looked really good. For, it looks good for Wardlow to get a win against a guy like Morrissey, somebody who's on his level. You know, and then yeah. and then to to take down that many security guards on the, afterwards. You know, they come in and try and put his handcuffs on. He had nothing. He didn't want nothing to do with it. So, uh, and I'm glad with that because, you know, I was that was perfect timing again for me. Like, you know, I'm done with them putting him. I mean, how many times is he going to come out there and let them put cuffs on him? You know what I'm saying? And and one last thing I do want to say before we, uh, you know, get touch on the MJF part of this is I am glad that not only did Morrissey have a good match with him, that I'm actually glad that they didn't make Morrissey take a symphony. Yeah, no, he just took the one. And done. Yep. And that was, was good. Happy. That was good. I was happy to see it too. Cause it, I mean, I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, with this introduction of Morrissey, you never know, but maybe we'll get to see Enzo, you know, and maybe that we'll get to see more of, of Enzo and Morrissey together, you know, big casts. That was, a, that was a big tag team back in the day. So I'm, I'm, I'll be excited if we can see more of them. So it, yeah. it, it, it didn't make sense to, to bury Morrissey here. So I like that, right. that as well. Right. You know, and then, hey, after that, obviously, you know, you know, we're to we're to the point where, hey, MJF has done everything he can. He's thrown everyone at him. But we finally get the match. And next, not next week, this week, the week we're on now, literally Dynamite is in MJF's hometown. And that is beautiful, coincidental booking. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not getting booed in, in, in Long Island. Oh, MJF is gonna get the biggest pop he get he'll he'll ever get. And you know, uh, that, that would be hard to be in that crowd. You want to cheer for him both. Yeah, yeah, because I Wardlow's so over right now, everyone wants to cheer him. Even if you're an MJF fan, you still want Wardlow to succeed here. So uh Right. But I I'm, still I still I, don't I, think I, I don't think Wardlow gets that treatment uh in Long Island. I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. And that's why I, I think that's why this is just going to be a contract signing and not an actual match because yeah, the match it, is. Needs to, it is just a contract signing. The match needs to be on neutral ground, you know, so I'm. And I'm, what, I'm, what stipulations does he come up with? What kind of it, match is it? For all we know, this is just going to be another scenario of MJF just burying Wardlow, which, you know. It's good. To, it's good storytelling, but it needs to come. It needs to, something needs to come of it. So. 
right. We'll you know, they're, they're at that point where they need to turn that corner because, I mean, you can't get more over than he is right now. You cannot get more over than Wardlow is right now. Let's see. What we have after that, we had, uh, let's see. Let's see. Wasn't it Tony Storm, Ruby, Ruby Soho, and Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, uh, you know, getting ready for their tag team match that was going to come up on the uh, Rampage? Uh, yeah, cool that's that. the call-out setup between the two of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, pretty they, cut and dry. Yeah, pretty cut and dry. I mean, they te- they've been teasing it for a while that, you know, this this uh, the four of them have been beefing. So, um, right. I just anytime Ruby's in a promo with Britt Baker, anytime anyone's in a promo with Britt Baker, it's kind of one sided, you know. It is because Britt Baker is, in my mind, one of the best speakers. You know, when it comes to the, to the girls on the mic, hands yeah. down. Especially, especially in AEW, yeah. There's not really anybody that uh, that is even on her level when it comes to promo work. So, yeah, yeah. And then you know, right after yeah. that, we got into a part I liked: Hangman Adam Page. Oh man, you know one I'm out best, on him. I've been out on him a while. One of the best promos, yeah. And uh, you were you were saying that it's, he's uh, might be going over for you, right? Yeah. Well, I say I say straight up is if. Uh, a heel version of Hangman, I'm in. And he, he, you know, when he told the the kid with the CM Punk shirt on that he was gonna have to burn it, you know, and kind of went at the crowd a little bit. I was like, oh, okay, okay. That's, I've been booing, I've been booing this this man for weeks and weeks, and for the first time, my ears poked up, and I was like, oh my goodness, oh uh, yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. This, yeah, this is an added page I can get behind too. I mean, I've. I've always been on the fence with him. I've been definitely more over than you, but um, I'm excited to see this this heel turn. And you know, it makes sense because you don't ever really want face versus face, especially in a main event, main title match. You know, it just it's just not the greatest booking. The crowd doesn't know who to get behind, and so yeah. you got now we got now we pick a side, and and. You know, it's it's perfect timing for for Adam to turn heel. Uh, CM Punk still, he's he's not quite in the honeymoon phase anymore, but he's at that point where the the, the crowd still loves to cheer him when he comes out, no matter what. So I think it's yeah. I think it's perfect perfect booking for them. So yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see uh, what do we have after that. We had uh, a quick little call it? out from from Jay Lethal. Yeah, calling out to. Uh, um we're we're seeing a lot of these uh these Japanese wrestlers and I think it's uh it's all perfect timing and setting up for uh this forbidden door that we know is coming very soon. You know, we it's it's gonna be hard to have any investment in in it for for the people who don't know a lot about New Japan and their wrestlers. Right. We need we need a little bit of introduction before so that we can have a little bit more investment and uh, yep. not just all one-sided, you know. So I like this. Uh, I like what AEW is doing, getting them out there, getting them some some screen time, so we can know who the who the big players are. And uh, from what I mean, Takeshita, he's done some some work here and there for AEW in in the past. So uh, I'm excited to see him. You know, he he looks like he's going to be a good uh, a good player. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm I'm excited. You know, these are new to me too. Uh, you know, so I I, I agree with you completely. Uh, then uh, you know, obviously you had uh, Santana, Chris Jericho, 
I mean, yeah, Jericho, the the JS, they've just been battling with Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and Santana and Ortiz, and um, it's just funny to see these these two going at it again. You know what? Again, again, uh, again. <laughs> um, I think that's why I'm a little bored with it. It's because it, it's yeah, been going for too. Um, I get it that you know. Eddie Kingston got the fireball thrown in his face. So he's, he's, uh, he's MIA, you know, he's not there, but, uh, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. I think, uh, it's getting a little stale. So we need to see it come to a head, you know, uh, Jericho yeah. gets the, win, but with a low blow, you know, and, uh, then the, then the JAS just kind of stomps out Santana or he's, I mean, without Eddie there, it's two on five, you know, so it's the same what, thing we see every week. It, yeah, ex- exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for it to come to a head and see what see what happens between Jericho and uh, Eddie finally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm really excited for the uh, whole concept of uh, Samoa Joe going after Jay Lethal as well. I think that yes. is Ring of Honor all over it. I mean, and that's beautiful. Yeah, and it's been long-term storytelling with that. I mean, these guys have had a – guys have had a feud for years and years so i'm it it, i feel like it's one of those if you don't if you don't follow through with this storyline then you're just not doing it right you know so it's 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 cool to see that they're actually following through yep yep uh what do you think about uh the gun club with their uh gifts uh quote unquote for uh the acclaimed the, the well the acclaim the acclaim seemed to love it uh especially anthony bones he he uh loved the scissor gift he said it was a the key to his heart and yep. uh, and then uh you have a uh, big billy gun in the back saying you know this is what this is we're here to team up basically and he puts out his his fingers to scissor with the acclaim and they go for it so it's a it'll be a cool team up i think I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I've, I haven't really been all in on the gun club, but uh, I think them with uh, the acclaimed ought to be a lot of fun. Um, the next I, part, but go ahead. No, I think so as well. I, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then, uh, you know, after that, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, there was, there, there was kind of a match going on, but it really kind of boiled down, you know, you had the Varsity Blondes and the House of Black. Yeah. Um, and you know, really, what happened in the match really wasn't important. What was important it wasn't was much of a match. Really, it was more just a call out. Honestly, Brian, I mean, Brian Pillman cut one of the best promos. Brian Pillman Jr. He cut one of the best promos I've I've heard him cut yet. You know, um, he's he cut the about, only only good promo I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's from the Varsity Blondes in general, and and from Brian Pillman Jr. I mean, um, using using John Harbaugh's quote of you know, attack each day with enthusiasm unknown to mankind. And then he just kind of gets all super hyped up for, you know, enthusiastically calling out the house of black. And sure enough, the second he does it, here comes house of black. There they are. And it doesn't take much for them to just kind of mop the floor with, with Rick Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. And you got to mop them, them. just mop the floor. (laughs) You got you got Julia Hart just kind of cowering down in the corner, and that's when uh, and that's when 
they basically try and finally this long-term storytelling we've had for for weeks and weeks and weeks of of Julia just kind of sitting off to the side with her yeah. the poison in her eye kind of corrupting her. And, just like uh, Malachi Black had when he came into AW, just same thing. So it's basically him trying to turn her. And um, you know, I think um myself and you and I think everyone else really included thought that this was gonna be the moment. You know, of her finally, you know, they hand her that chair, told her to swing on 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 Brian, and uh, she just kind of hesitated. Yeah. And, yeah. and as much as I wanted her to do it, I see what they did there. You know, they, 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 we they thought we were going to get it. And we, we kind of got this. It was almost a cringy moment, but I think that was kind of what they were. I think that's kind of what they were going for, you know. Um because it also give gave them the opportunity in that moment when she didn't turn. Um, that's when you have Ray Fenix, Penta Oscuro, and and Pac come out to kind of save the day and run off uh, House of Black, you know. So that's kind yeah. of rekindling the fire to that fuel, but that uh, that that feud, um, you know, right before. Phoenix broke his arm or got his elbow dislocated. Um, yep. They kind of had that little feud going on. So I'm not upset about it. Honestly, I kind of am happy to see that uh, they just letting, you know, Ray and, and Penta go, get back into their, into their feud that they had beforehand. So I think it's, right. I think it's a, a good segue for them. Yep. And, you know, and it went right into, you know, I mean, for a nine minute match, I mean, for nine minute match, Dante Martin, Ray Phoenix, they put on a show. It was a classic sky high, you know, everything you expect to see from from both Dante and Ray. You know, um, Dante's one of those guys that, uh, you know, doesn't get the credit I think he quite deserves um, when especially like. We got to see his brother come back for a little while. Uh, shout out to him as well, uh, Darius. I think his name yeah. is Darius Martin. Yeah, yeah Darius just, Martin. I mean, he's out again. <laughs> yeah, out again, got in that car accident. So shout out to him. Hopefully he heals up pretty well. But, um, you know, it's just kind of one step back here and there for Dante, you know. So uh, I think he in the ring, he's great. You know, he has those high-flying moves. And him and Fenix together kind of put on one of those – you know, acrobatic shows in the ring that you don't get to see very often that I think we all love. So um, it was an exciting match. Yeah. And that basically sets us up with our, uh, our brackets. You got Ray Phoenix and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. You got Samoa Joe versus the Joker. And, you know, we'll get to that later. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen. And then you got Adam Cole and Dax Hardwood. Do you have a guess? Just, you know, just need your guess for who that Joker could be. Um, you know, I'm, there's been all kinds of talks that I've heard. I think you and me even talk, might may have talked about it briefly. I talked about it with my brother too. Um, but I've been hearing talks of Cesaro yeah. showing up in EW and, um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad about it, but, um, I'm with it. I, I, I want the, I want the Swiss cyborg back. <laughs> I, I would I would be cool with it, but I also think 
I was thinking, um, you know, there's a number of other people that it could be as well. So and, for all we know it could be Morrissey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we'll, I think, we'll have to wait I, to see. I think sure. the fact that it, the Joker is versus Samoa is kind of a hint right. towards it's going to be someone like of a, a big, a little bit of a bigger stature, or maybe somebody from Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. You know, uh, you know. Uh, we got John Silver uh, next week. We got John Silver and CM Punk. Um, oh, yeah, I like I liked his little promo. Uh, yeah, he he's a Long Island home uh, homeboy too, so that'll be a fun match for for John yeah. Silver. You don't we don't get to see a lot of him. You know, the Dark Order's got so many people that uh, they just kind of bounce around. But I'm happy to see he's on the on the card because I I like John Silver, so it should I be a good match. I'm a big fan. Uh, you know, one thing we skipped over that's really just it's worth skipping over is uh, you. I mean, obviously, Jay Cargill's still dominating. Um, they, yeah. they haven't put anybody in front of her yet, so <laughs> yeah, you know she's thirty and zero right now with nobody in sight that's even gonna nobody. have a chance. Of her. Yeah, nobody. So, uh, and then that that takes us to our uh, our our, our uh, main event. Uh, yes, uh, for uh, for uh, Dynamite, Diana Perrazzo and Mercedes Martinez. I, you know, you gotta. We had a good solid match between the two. Um, the crowd was really quiet though. You know, I felt like they weren't invested i mean because these are two ring of honor basically you know fighting for the you know the the undisputed title for the unification of it because mercedes was the interim champ yeah yana was the form or the the actual champion so they had to unify this this title and i think it was cool that they did it in in um baltimore but that's why i was a little bit surprised just like you that the crowd was so checked out because ring of honors you know uh, Baltimore mainstay. So that's where it started yeah. out. So I don't know, but, uh, I mean, a lot yeah. of people gave this match an average grade and I have to kind of agree with that, but this I, was my I, first, I see more of Deanna. I do too. Undecided. Yes. Uh, I think, uh, Deanna, I mean, they both look good, you know, um, I, this is my first introduction to Deanna personally. So, right. um, I thought she did really well. I like her. She's got a little bit of an attitude going on. I like that. Um, and, you know, ultimately, Mercedes ended up getting the, the win for that one. So she's now the full Ring of Honor women's champ. Yep. Yep. And, and you know, hey, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, maybe she'll drop that at Forbidden Door. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? who knows? Who knows? Uh, but that takes us, you know, right up into uh, We're going to get right up into it because we want to make sure these people get this get this uh review you know we let's go straight over to rampage you know kick off you got Britt baker jamie hater versus tony storm ruby soho um you know and i mean it was anything with Britt baker you know i'm I'm happy with but i mean this match really broke down it was really really quick uh it was only an eight minute match and you know it basically ended with uh baker super kicking uh ruby soho but then tony storm got the roll up on Britt baker uh yeah. what do you, you know Real quick, it was there. Like you said, it broke down pretty quick, man. They were. It was there's a couple of rough spots in there that uh, I was just, you know, um, there was one one point in time where Tony picked up Jamie Hader and was gonna um, power bomber on top of Britt Baker or or vice versa. I think 
Jamie Hader was on on the mat and she picked up Britt. I was going to power bomb Britt Baker on top of Jamie Hader and just kind of it almost felt like they had to tell her uh, though the hard cameras on the other side, sweetheart. You know, it's Tony's got a little bit, Tony's got a little bit of rust still, I think. So uh, Absolutely. you know, it was out for a little bit, but a uh, couple other little little missteps here and there. It wasn't a terrible match though. I, I would give it an average grade as well, considering the people that were in the ring. I think it should have been a little bit better, but right. um, it's it's leading up to to that their their rivalry and stuff. So I'm I'm right. cool with it. At least they were able to show off a bunch of the girls in the Owen Hart tournament in one match, you know. But, I mean, right after that, though, we got one of my favorite promos of the year with Eddie Kingston calling in on his phone to Chris Jericho while he's at the announce booth. I enjoyed it as well. I mean, it's, uh, that, was, pretty, that was beautiful. It was beautiful. It's pretty unique as well. Um you don't you don't really ever see a promo cut like that on the phone. We know, like I said before, that uh, Eddie Kingston's you know MIA or he's out because of that fireball. You know, so uh, right. the promo the, the promo was beautiful, and you know Eddie Kingston just being his old or uh, sorry, excuse me, Jericho being his antagonistic self, just laughing at Eddie Kingston's pain. I love it so. That's, 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 that's I, I, but have the match. Great. I'm ready for it now. Like, can we yes. get it for real? One hundred percent. That's per- perfect setup. I'm ready for it too. Yep. And then uh, after that, you know, uh, we had the uh, the whole hook versus JD Drake. But you know, just like any other hook match, that wasn't what was important. What was important was the fact that Tony Nice is calling out Danhausen next week. In Long Island, because that's where Nice is from. I don't care about Tony Nice. I care about seeing Danhausen in the ring, so I'm excited about that. But obviously, Tony Nice has Mark Sterling to watch his back. So after a Hook's match with JD Drake, normal Hook match. Uh, I think it was a minute and 22 seconds long. <laughs> yeah, right. Puts I mean, down. Can we, can we give real quick. Can we just give a shout out to JD Drake for just being the ultimate jobber since he's gotten Jobber. here? I mean. The J- he was Owen. He was Owen four when he started this match. Ended Owen five. Everybody he's fought has kind of been somebody that they're just pushing really hard in right. AEW. So he hasn't really stood a chance. So shout out to him for doing his job. Shout, and he, out, it, shout out to Jobber Drake. We'll call him Jobber Drake. Jobber Drake. <laughs> I like. And, you know, what was cool about that is it happened to be uh, Hook's birthday, and so Danhausen comes on out and asks him to uh, you know be in his corner. Hook shoves him down, but as he shoves him down, uh, Dan Housen, man, he he makes you he makes you really feel for him. You know, he gets knocked down, but he dropped a bag of chips with a bow on it for Hook. I love the way that Hook sold the emotion of uh oh, you know, feeling a little bad, you know, but he's still Hook. I mean, he's a he's supposed to be, you know, that hard dude, and yeah. he ends up leaving with the chips there. I thought that was a great storytelling. Um, I think no matter what, I think Dan Housen is going to be getting whooped on w- next week. And I I honestly feel that in the end, Hook's going to come on down. And I think we finally will get Hook Housen. I think ultimately that's the push we're getting. Like you said, the emotion we saw coming from Hook, you know, still still being the rough around the edges guy, but showing the tiniest little bit of regret that, you know, Hook or Dan brought him the present, and and he still pushed him down. Anyways, I think we will see Hook show up 
ringside for Danhausen when he's there. Uh, I think no. it's a good setup for their tag team. I'm excited. Right, right. And then, uh, you know, after that, you know, I, uh, we had the uh, I had a match with uh, uh, Yuka Sakazaki and Riho. Uh, and I got to say uh, that match blew me away. It was impressive. It, impressive. Wow. Um, uh, and, and I think the, the, go ahead. Uh, even the, the ratings online, they gave this the match of the night. And I have to kind of agree with that. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with it. Um, I I liked it a lot. Um, uh, Riho, another one who I think because of her stature and, you know, I think she doesn't quite get the credit she deserves as well because when she's in the ring, man, she's all over the place. She's yeah. so small. She, she's quick. She just runs around, does these spots, looks good. She's, she's high flying. Her are insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Sakazaki, she looked really good too, you know? They – yeah, I'm, I think I don't know. I'm not positive on this one, but it looked to me as though they've got some chemistry, like they've worked together before. So I, like that too. Really- I felt like they had some background there, you know, and, and it was good. Have a real win because, I mean, that obviously set up our women's side, which has Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. Britt Baker takes on the Joker. And I have no idea who the girl Joker could possibly be, to be honest. And then you got Rio versus Ruby Soho. Say that three times fast. And then uh, Red Velvet versus uh, Hikaru Shida. So, I mean, the women's bracket, it looks filthy as well. It does look really good. I, you, uh, you, don't have any, uh, you don't have any guesses as to who that Joker might be? I really don't. Not with the, not with the women. I really, really don't. I, <laughs> I try thinking about I, it, but I don't have anybody. I'm thinking... I have one guess that I think it might be, and I think they might throw Diana Perrazzo in there. You, I think oh, she, I think she might good. be, I think she might be a good matchup for Britt. And, oh my um, god, that's a that's a match right there, right? And I think that may, you know, maybe that's why they took the uh, the ROH title off of her so that she can get a run here and prove yeah. herself against yeah. these other girls. So and that's that my guess. Nice That'd be a nice feud. Britt Baker needs needs women to fight with, and I think Deanna Perrazzo is perfect. That's perfect. I do too. So, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, quick hits. You had Sean Spears. You know, cutting a promo with his giant killer chair. I I don't always like his promos, but I really liked this one. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, it was really quick. You know, but it just adds to the story of MJF. You know, the MJF is the center of that whole story. But he's putting over other people with it. So, you know, I'm okay with the whole Wardlow, MJF, Sean Spears. I'm okay with all of it at this point. I am as well. Yeah. Yeah. After that, uh, we got Dan Lambert, you know, man of the year, you know. And, you know, he, he went out there and talked, uh, you know, went on went on his normal rant, you know. But to be honest with you, I'm really out on, on the uh, – not out on Lambert. I'm just out on, on Guevara and Ty Conti. I'm just, I'm just out. You know, well, that's kind of what that's kind of what this whole promo was about. I mean, Ethan Page basically called out Sammy and said, you know, I don't I don't even want to be in the ring with you guys. If you guys are going to do that stuff, he he said uh, he said, you're if you're not a man of your word, I'm not going to be either. And he called off their mixed tag team match. So we won't be seeing we won't be seeing that tag team match anymore. But that led up to 
uh, Frankie Kazarian coming out. And, yep. you know, if you've, if you've watched AEW for a while, then you know Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky used to be a tag team together. And he and promised him the first shot. Yeah, he's basically been calling out Scorpio for a while, basically saying, once you get that title, let me get that first shot. And that was the call out. And, you know, Scorpio Sky, he was a man of his word and said, you know, I told you I'd give you the first shot, so it's going to happen. So I think they said that that match is going to happen at uh, Double or Nothing. Right. So right. I'm, excited for that. I'm excited to see Frankie. I have not really seen much of him, so I'm excited to see what he can do and maybe uh, bring a little bit of spice to this uh, whole men of the year kind of mix up that we've had going on. Right. Right. You know, uh, and you know that for me, it's just good. It's just good. I mean, just what AEW is good at is the long-term storytelling. And I, you know, sometimes, you know, I mean, you, you, you might think that it gets a little convoluted, but you know, I think they're doing really good job and they're really setting up for, uh, you know, their next pay-per-view also with, uh, with uh, forbidden door coming up. Uh, So I think they're doing a really good job. Um, and I, and I'm with you. I want to see Kazarian. I haven't seen him wrestle. I'll be honest. I haven't seen him wrestle and I want yeah. to really, really bad. Uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, that gets us up to the, uh, up to the, uh, the final, the finale, uh, you know, you got, I don't know. I don't want to butcher the name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Konosuke Takashita. That close? Takeshita. What? Takeshita. Okay, cool. Uh, you yep. know, him. Jay Lethal, um, it, that was fun. Now, I'll let you go ahead and just give your match. If, if it wasn't for the uh, that women's match versus Sakazuki and Riho, the, I, I, this would have been my number That's one my match take. of the night. Um, I mean, and as it should, you know, Jay Lethal, he's he's renowned. He's no everyone knows that he's been in the in the industry for years. He does he does amazing work in the ring. As well as does Takeshita. I mean, this was a really good, really good back and forth. They both looked great. Um, and, and the fact that he lost by distraction, you know, saved they, saved him. Yep. You know, uh, you got obviously. You know, it, it felt as though Takeshita should have got the win. Jay Lethal's kind of he, he's on this heelish run, which I'm not mad about because when he first came in. He was too babyface, and it just kind of didn't fit well with him. So I like what's what he's doing. Um, however, I'm not I'm not all in on Sanja and Satnam Singh. You know, uh, Satnam's a big big beast. He's a big dude, and you know, as far as giants go and giants in the industry right now, I think he looks be- the best of of most of them. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'll agree. With you. I'll agree with you there. I'll agree with but, you there. I'm not all in on it, so I want to see more from them. Um, and then, you know, once Lethal got the win, they kind of came in the ring and started beating up Takeshita, which I'm not sure, you know, it's not not really necessary, but it sets up for the best friends coming out. Um, right. And, it, I mean, some up with Joe, you know, they didn't yeah, let him up. It, it out, led to the ring, kinda, but hey. Yeah, they kind of distract him to get Takeshita out there and – um you know, he even Satnam even goes goes beast mode on both the best friends. You know, he he doesn't look sloppy, like you know. It just kind other, of other people in other promotions. You know? Yeah, 
<laughs> exactly. He, he doesn't. He looks like he's got some some mobility to him, which I'm excited to see for what what the industry calls a giant in the ring. You know, so um, which I mean, granted, he is the man seven foot four, like three hundred something pounds. So I mean, th- he's a beast. So um, and then you got Orange Cassidy kind of taunting him, which I think is funny. And then uh, that's that's for him calling Samoa Joe to the ring. And they, they won't even let Samoa Joe come close. Cause I know Samoa Joe is one of those guys that it don't matter who you put in the, put him in the ring with the man's going to do work. So yeah, he fights, he beats people. Yeah. He fights. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, overall, what would you give a grade for uh let, let's say, let's go with dynamite first real quick on our way out. Give me a, a grade overall grade for dynamite. Um, dynamite. Um, I would give it a, I would say it's about a B. Yeah, I would say uh, B minus. I was in that range. Yeah, B you know? minus. Yeah. You know what about a uh, rampage? Rampage, I would I would give it about the same grade as well. I mean, like we said many times before, rampage is an hour long show. There's not a whole lot that. But uh, no, good. I love the hour it, show. It, 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 I do too. It goes because it's just so quick. They don't ever give you too much filler. It's just a couple promos here bunch of matches and then you know you kind of out and um i right I, I loved my favorite part of rampage was the last words said of the episode before they cut was jericho from the announce table says stay home eddie kingston and then they just cut and that's just cherry on the cake for Jericho's antagonizing Eddie Kingston. You know, I don't even know if that was scripted. If he just, it felt, know, it, it felt, it felt off the cuff. I, I heard that too. That, something that Jericho loves to do is just improvise, and I loved it. So, you know, I, like I said, I give, I give both episodes a solid B. Yep, I'm with that too. And uh, hey, we should get a lot next week. You know, as we build up to the pay per view, we build up to Forbidden Door. Um, I'm really excited for next week. Got a lot to come, so I'm excited as well. Right. So, uh, hey, I think we got it all. You know, I'm gonna I get, I'm gonna get this to the yeah. editing room. You know, right. get it, get it chopped up because uh, we are gonna be back. Uh, we're gonna start doing this every week. Uh, we're gonna get the AEW review out uh, by Saturday, so that way, you we'll know, make everybody sure get out on time every week now. So yeah. I mean, this was the different, you know, I had to move, you know, uh, some of the other people in Discord know I, I, I moved all the way across the state over the weekend. And so it took a while to get all my stuff out and uh, get the Internet and all that stuff. But we good now. We got the Skype now. So I think we're going to be all right. I think so, too. And you guys know you guys know me. I love the fans and the interaction. So and this show, if you listen to our other podcasts, you know, this is a world different than what we kind of cover and do on our other show. So let me right. know, let me and Kanye know what you think. Give us some pointers, give us some feedback. Right, um, right. You know, and they, they can do that. Hopefully, at, we do, hopefully we can do this uh, AEW review some justice and, uh, you know. Make Mimi proud. Yeah, it, that's basically, yeah. Let's, let's, hopefully we can make Mimi proud by the end of this. So uh, let us know what you right. think, guys. Yep, and if you want to let us know, it's very simple. You can uh, go to Twitter at WTFW Trash. That is our Twitter. Uh, we also do the other show, uh, the WTFW podcast. Uh, we do the uh, 
we basically cover AW, we cover WWE, we cover any wrestling, any promotion, and we do it in our own unique way. And it's all right here on the WWE podcast. So, uh, hey, I, I ain't got nothing else. My name's Kanye Twitty. How about you? I ain't got nothing else either. I'm your boy in the mean lion. So uh, we're going to drop it, and we're going to lock it, and we will see y'all next week. Later, guys. Later.